You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to The People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker. I'm joined this week by Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. We're, uh, I feel like we're firmly on the other side of this seven-year-long heatwave that we're having in the UK. Um, which, you know, feels quite nice in a minute. Nice and warm outside, but not too hot anymore. Yeah, I've still got leather seats, though, so it's a pain in the arse at any time of the year. When you did buy them. Yeah. <laughs> um, it got so hot, I even bought a fan for us. Um, one more fan than we do have yeah, fans of the, the show. <laughs> um, dish. It's been a couple of weeks, actually, since we last recorded. Um last week full disclosure we went to the pub <laughs> couldn't be bothered couldn't be bothered uh, no it wasn't that we just uh... none of you lot would fucking listen anyway <laughs> brilliant way to get your listeners engaged um, no we just we didn't we didn't have a lot of time to watch them and we didn't when we did watch them we didn't really have a lot of substance to add so we thought and Matt wasn't going to be there um, so we thought rather than just having me and Aiden having a chat and um, have microphones we'll just have a chat and have drinks instead worked out fine i thought um but he is here this week so matt you're back with us this week how you doing yeah i'm all right you're all right I'm all right obviously you you know some inside information why i'm not all right but we'll let that pan out the way it does yeah we will i mean no need to uh air the dirty laundry but matt um you're going for a bit of a rough time, but, you know, you're here with us, here with us this week. PWP boys have got your back. What better way to cheer up and talk about wrestling? Uh, Actually, this week has cheered me up. Wow. Well, there you go. I think we should end it there before the positivity <laughs> ends. <laughs> that has cheered you up then. So, um, the man that positivity is now remembered. <laughs> Let's go back to you. Um, well, one thing that um, has cheered a lot of people up over the last couple of weeks is obviously WWE's biggest announcement of the last month, two months, however many months, um, is that the women are getting their very own pay-per-view. I, I don't know if you've heard about it. <laughs> it's not been Where mentioned have you been too much. If you have? Yeah. Um, but WWE Evolution will take place when, anybody know? 28th October, October the 28th isn't it yeah and where is it is it in Hartford I think it's Albany New York is it Albany is it not Some, sure somewhere around the northeast. yeah um, massive massive deal obviously for the uh, women wrestlers women sports entertainers whatever you want to call them superstars um, massive marketing <laughs> <laughs> yeah a huge marketing um, tool used by WWE but at the same time the cynic in me says they're capitalising on, you know, the current, you know, worldwide trends of uh, feminism and stuff, which is great. Um, but I feel like they're doing, they're coming from a good place with it. I don't feel like it's it's massively um, done with ill intent. No, I don't think it's done with ill intent. Um, I just, yeah, they're capitalising on the current worldwide sort of. Yeah, I I always hear people who. Uh, on other podcasts, people who know Vince saying that he likes to be behind, slightly behind the curve, so so that he knows 
what works out and what doesn't uh, rather than being ahead of the curve so I, I get that with the women's evolution it annoys me how they act as if it wasn't them who were holding the women down in the first place because it was entirely them who were writing the women in the seconds <laughs> they were in um, yeah and giving them like three minute matches yeah if that um, but yeah it well, it's getting to the point and it's literally only been two weeks a week two weeks it was announced last week last week but it's already getting to the point where it's just too much. Yeah, it's too much. It's well, too much. What? I mean, it's a, obviously it's a massive announcement. It's a massive deal. And WWE have never done this before. should be noted that TNA have actually done this before. Yeah. Um, WWE have never done it before. So it is a big deal. And they get that, that they need to hype up the, the, the excitement for the pay-per-view. I mean, but it is in October, let's it's, not forget. Yeah, it's two... Two and a half months away. Are we going to have this every week? Yeah. What what what's bothering me the most is the completely unnatural scenarios in which they're putting the wrestlers in. I know. Where they'll just have two random backstage guys being like, "Oh, why are you so happy?" and be like, "What do you mean? Have you not heard Stephanie McMahon's historic <laughs> announcement about the all women's pay per view named WWE Evolution on October 28th?" Like it's it's so like rigid, and everyone says the same thing. It's all said in the same way. It's, you know. So when are we going to get to a point where it's just in. normal? Just let people have conversations. <laughs> you don't always have to say like, "Oh, the the all women's pay per view WWE Evolution." Like, it doesn't yeah. sound natural. <laughs> yeah, it's not natural. But need to get the adverts out there. I know, but do that in a, in a month and a half. Do it after SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, didn't, I don't know why they just didn't announce it after SummerSlam. Yeah, or even at SummerSlam. Yeah, I can guarantee. Roman Reigns is going to main event. So. <laughs> you mean Woman Reigns? <laughs> Romina Reigns. Ronda Reigns. Um, R- yeah. Romina Reigns and Brooke Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did read a tweet where it's, uh, someone put, "Screw that! When's there going to be a men's only one?" And yeah. this this woman went back at him and did a hundred and nine pay per views. That women weren't involved in. <laughs> yeah, I saw that actually. She went back, literally, all the way horrible. back to the Wrestling Classic, um, which was the first pay per view apart from WrestleMania. Um, so I guess it was their second pay per view. Um, and she, yeah, she looks like, yeah, as you say, about 190, wasn't it? Yeah. Pay per views where there'd been no women. And I looked back at them and I thought, Are you sure there wasn't any women? But yeah, no, there weren't. <laughs> Um, Some of them were quite recent as well. I know there was quite a few. I mean, I think the most recent one was all what, like 2013 or something. But even so, um, that's still quite I recent. Think of it, I don't know if there was a women's match at my WrestleMania I went to. Didn't one get cut? Did not have... One got cut because of the Undertaker. Yeah. And uh, CM Punk went too long. I can't, I can't remember there being a women's match. Mm, yeah, I suppose AJ would have been out. With Dolph, wouldn't she, and Caitlin around? I have no idea. I didn't watch it. <laughs> you didn't watch that wrestling? Oh. I was in hospital, I think. Technicalities. Oh. <laughs> Poor excuse. Brain surgery. Oh, <laughs> God, he had to get that one in, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hashtag survivor. With. Um. But yeah, obviously, massive, massive deal. 50 women 
on this card. No, I can't imagine how they're going to fit. Another women for Sasha Banks to stab in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine how they're going to fit all these women on the card There's unless they have so some sort of battle even, royal. Even matches or yeah, like maybe a number one contender battle royal or something. But that would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, the Royal Rumble was great, but that was the Royal Rumble. Battle Royals are notoriously bad. <laughs> and then you make you make a women's one. The two title matches are going to be the main event. Well, there's three title matches, aren't there? NXT. NXT women's is on the line as well. Oh, is it that going to be on the line as well? Just... As well as so the one May of them will open the show. And yeah, there's the May Young Classic final as well. I'd say actually it'd be quite a good, it might be quite a good pay-per-view. I mean, yeah, it should be. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just, I think, I fear by the time we get to October, I'm going to be so fed up at hearing about it that I just, I'll, I'll already go into it with like, oh, I can't wait to get this over and done with. Um, Do we think that's where they're going to go? Are they going to hold out for the Bailey Sasha thing? What, yeah, mm. what, what I'm assuming is tag team title introduction and the final will be held at that, at that pay per view. And the final will be held at that pay-per-view and then uh, Sasha stabs her in the back and goes, I don't want the tag team titles, I obviously want the fucking singles title. Yeah. Well, that would be something Sasha would do. <laughs> it's pretty Banksy. It's very Banksy. Not the artist. The boss. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like they are holding that because we're so close to SummerSlam now. I don't think they can do it now no. for SummerSlam. Uh, that just get lost in the middle of the card anyway. Um, so yeah, I think a women's only pay per view is a good uh, way of getting Bailey versus Sasha near the top of the card. Hopefully they go with that. But at the same time, I can't stand their current lovey dovey, we're all best friends. Gimmick. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> and I don't, bullshit I don't, I don't want that to carry on till halfway through October. <laughs> I just, I just love how um, stupid Michael Cole is. He's terrible. He's an absolute moron. This has got to be Did legit. You... Look at them. They're wearing matching gear. <laughs> Did you see his um, bit in the tag match where he's like, kick out? Oh, no, I thought she kicked <laughs> I out. thought she kicked out, but <laughs> the match was already over by that point. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, getting worse as he goes on. Get, getting a lot worse. Anyway, so well, I mean, there was some unfortunate, well, unfortunately sad news from the world of wrestling in the past few days as well. Um, of quite a few deaths in the wrestling world um, this week and one well, recent past. Nikolai Volkov, um, I believe it was what Monday. Sunday. Was it Sunday? Um, so I think on Sunday, both Nikolai Volkov and Brian Christopher, who you may remember as um, Grandmaster Sexay, um, Brian Lawler, real name Brian Lawler, yeah, but Laura, Lawler, um, but never say that to Jerry Lawler. He'll object. He's not his son. Um, but yeah, both both passed away uh, back end of last week. So that's beginning of this week. Uh, can't I don't know too many details about Nikolai Volkov's death, but. I, I don't know really how he died, but I know he was obviously a lot older um, than, say, Brian Lawler. Um, Brian Lawler's is a bit more of a tragic tale. Um, he ended up in jail. Uh, I think it was a DUI, um, skipping bail or something, um, which you know got him there. He he has had his troubles over the past few years. 
I remember him being battered almost to death by someone on a night out fairly yeah. recently. Um, uh, that's sort of he's had problems with drugs for the last kind of five, drugs, ten years. drugs and alcohol. Um, but unfortunately, in his time in in jail, he he decided to try and take his own life, uh, which wasn't initially successful. But he did later die in hospital, I believe. I did say something. I can't remember who tweeted it, um, but they mentioned that um, he was he was alive long enough for Jerry Lawler to see him in hospital and to sort of kiss him goodbye um, before he passed. Um, but yeah, massively sad story. Um, for a really entertaining character for his time i mean uh, a lot of people obviously back in the day we weren't fully aware of his family history he it was always denied that he was jerry lawler's son quite yeah, yeah. It, in it, a comic fashion it was always kind of like when he was they, they would, they would too alert, sexy or alert, allure to it and the king would deny it or whatever and you would sit there and be like what, what are you talking about yeah yeah grandmaster sexy or yeah well, um, I kind of stopped mentioning it when he became Grandmaster. Yeah, so when he was when he was too sexy, Brian Christopher in the uh, the cruiserweight division or light heavyweight division as it was back then, uh, <laughs> feuding with the likes of Takamichi Noku. Yeah, um, Jr. used to mention it all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Jr. was all over it. It was quite funny to watch. Quite funny. Uh, you to learned that to. from you, King. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> um, I think, just... sort of think it's quite sad the way some wrestlers get. After oh, yeah. giving it up, definitely. I mean, yeah, it, it must be a hard thing to like when you're used to getting the kind of adrenaline rush from a live audience. You're used to getting that, and you have a lifestyle on the road and all that kind of stuff, and then it stops and completely changes. It must be pretty difficult to adjust to. Yeah, I mean, there's there's countless examples, isn't there, of wrestlers who have. Um gone downhill since they, their retirements or even if they've not retired you know the back end of their careers drug trouble with drugs and alcohol and just you know, general mental health issues or whatever and yeah it's a, definitely a cause for concern wwe seem a lot better at their post-employment yeah like not rehab but like care of so of so they, they tend to they have these legends contracts now don't they they've got yeah. a policy now haven't they yeah, and we we've seen it fairly recently with the likes of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, so sending rehab, him to rehab pay, while, he was under, while he was still at TNA. Yeah. Jeff Hardy as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely WWE have taken steps to improve in that in, in that period. I just feel like there's a, there's a few generations of wrestlers who are still and you know struggling uh, post their career. I think maybe this generation of wrestler will be all right. You'd hope so. Not so many and also everyone's more, or... more aware these days of things like steroids and concussions and mental health. Uh, yeah, and mental it, health's a massive and even, thing at the minute, isn't it? And even things like HIV, hep- hepatitis, oh, with yeah. the, you know, the introduction of uh, what ban on blood and then introduction of referees wearing gloves and stuff. So yeah, definitely more awareness. WWE have taken steps to try and improve in these aspects, so they should be you know applauded for that. Um, I still think there's, you know, a way they can go, especially with the the workload they put on their superstars. But I suppose a lot of it is also down to the person themselves. Like, definitely, it is. It, at the end of the day, it is all down like to them. Sounded like it got to the point where like some people just don't want help. So yeah. it does sound like he was in that maybe boat. at that stage. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, really sad news um, from the wrestling world this week. Um, on to more upbeat 
some people might call it upbeat, some people might not. Um, issues in wrestling. Uh, how about we get into Monday Night Raw? No, we're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. Monday Night Raw came from Miami, Florida this week. Um, home of the Rock, Matt. Fuck off. <laughs> I, was um, say, I was just about to go, don't say it. And then you, you just beat me to it. <laughs> well, uh, he was mentioned a couple of times on WWE TV this week, so, you know. Also the home of music legend Pitbull. Yep. Uh, probably Flowrider. Flow Rider. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, music legends. Um but Raw kicked off with Roman Reigns, um, I believe. Yep. It did. Um, well, it kicked off with a shot of Brock Lesnar's face. Well, yeah, it did, actually. That's right. Brock Lesnar was in the arena. Wow. Well done, Brock. You showed up for work. Um, <laughs> should we be saying well done? <laughs> it was a slightly sarcastic well done. I should put that out there. Um, it kicked off with Roman, who basically um, said he's going to win. <laughs> That's pretty much all he said. Paul Heyman interrupts. Um, and yeah, they get into a bit of a set two about everything. Uh, Paul Heyman reveals that Brock doesn't want to come out, doesn't fancy it, can't be bothered, and he's not going to. So, well, well he will only if he wants to. But we know he doesn't want to. You know what I love oh. about Paul Heyman? Is that... Uh, it, ladies and gentlemen, never fails to get a reaction. <laughs> Right. Apart from later in the night when he comes out, ladies and gentlemen. Well, <laughs> in that way, but like someone, someone's talking, someone's calling like calling out Brock Lesnar. We could not even be Brock Lesnar related. And as soon as you hear "ladies and gentlemen," and everyone yeah. goes, "Oh shit, Brock <laughs> Lesnar's here!" <laughs> even though he's even though he's there, never actually there. And it's usually just Paul Heyman. Yeah, um, it just instantly hypes things up. And Paul Heyman's so good at doing that anyway. Like yeah, and he's got. He's got the thing. He, he always does this anyway. Um, he repeats all the time. Hmm. Like, even just things like, my client, Brock Lesnar. He'll never just say Brock Lesnar. He always says, my client, my client Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar yeah. So he's got the thing where he's got a couple of sentences that, that build up can say along with him. Yeah. Um, and everybody loves it. He's done that throughout his career. He says it's the best way of advertising something. They just say it all the time, which is probably yeah. what they're doing with fucking that's evolution. What, that's what WWE have done. <laughs> just constantly uh, say it and hopefully people will start buying into it but um, yeah this, was, this go for I it I was thinking throughout this first bit because he got really booed on the way out but then they started to get some cheers Roman Reigns and is this genius booking <laughs> by WWE or have they just stumbled across this well a part of it part of it for me is because it was in Florida Um Roman being from Pensacola um, obviously he's going to be maybe a little bit more popular with a Floridian crowd and part of me does think you know this booking has gone some way to improving that fan Roman relationship but I, for me I think just most people know can see straight through it Yeah, I so, think if you, if you take um, if you take the feud that Roman is going to be in after this and pick literally anyone other than Brock Lesnar, he 
he's getting he's booed. getting booed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah put, him in, put him in a feud with Seth Rollins or something, and Seth Rollins is the cheers that Seth Rollins will get will burn it down. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I've got two theories of where it's going to go. Yeah. So I can see Kevin Owens beating Braun Strowman, then cashing in on Roman Reigns. Yeah. And I can also see Roman Reigns turning heel with Paul Heyman. But I don't think you can turn heel on Brock Lesnar. But if you've got I, Paul I, Heyman in your corner, you're not a babyface, are you? I could see potentially uh, Paul Heyman trying to screw Brock in, and in order to align himself with Roman, but... Fucking Roman, <laughs> not, not, maybe not fucking up, but Roman maybe kind of uh, rejecting his advances or something, and then losing or winning. I don't know about that bit. Before <laughs> that far, key part of it really. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of, I kind of with both of you in that. I have two theories. Um, I personally, I can't see Kevin Owens being Braun. I think Braun will win, and I think Braun will cash in after Brock beats Roman at SummerSlam. However, I can also see Roman beating Brock, and then I still think Braun would cash in on Roman. And I love the idea that Aiden mentioned of Braun coming down and just being like, I told you I wasn't finished with you! Because <laughs> <laughs> imagine the pop that would get. Because I think Roman winning, it despite this recent, maybe a little tiny little surge in popularity, it would still get massive, massive boos. Especially uh, if it's a shit match. Yeah. Imagine the pop that Braun's music would get. <laughs> I, I feel like it's got to the point now where it would be so expected. Yeah. To the point where people would be chanting for Braun. Yeah. the bit later on in the night when people were saying, we want Roman, I genuinely think people were saying, we want Strowman. No, they were saying Roman. No, I feel like it was Roman. <laughs> uh, Strowman. No, it was definitely Roman because it was mainly chanted by women and children. <laughs> Women and children love brawn. <laughs> Men love brawn. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I think it was definitely we want Roman. You can, do you know what that's going to do now? It could be Vince's eyes are going to light up. Oh, holy shit, they want Roman. They, they want them more Roman. I didn't realise they wanted Roman. Um, Newsflash, most people don't. <laughs> yeah, that's partly why I think... No, I don't I mean, this is, I don't know where, what my head's on. I don't mind seeing Roman, just book him better. Yeah, I'm always, I think I've mentioned it before on this on this podcast, like, for everyone who, who shits on Roman Reigns, like, what do you want him to do? Like, where do you want him to retire? Do you want him to just go away? Like They, they, they book him like a Samoan badass yeah. who goes around and beats people up, but there's always an element of just being too superhero too yeah. cartoony um, and like my problem with Extreme Rules I've, I'm, I think we might have said this a couple of weeks ago was um, we finally got two newish people in the main event we got Seth Rollins and we got Dolph Ziggler and the crowd shat all over it yeah yeah so I wouldn't be surprised if the backstage lot went no we took Roman out of the main event and that was and, now, and then look what happened yeah stick with him like that's entirely their fault. I mean, I don't. I feel like he would have gone there anyway, but yeah. I could, I could see that 
registering with the people in the back going like oh people what happens when roman's not in the main event yeah but i think also what didn't help that was that they put an iron man match at the end of a what was already a three and a half hour long pay-per-view um but this is what i don't i I was gonna struggle with the main event at SummerSlam it being five yeah, I mean, well, it's it's going to be a long show. I think Extreme Rules actually benefited from having Roman versus Lashley towards the middle of the card. Yeah, there was it, but literally no reason not to have AJ and Roman, uh, AJ and Rusev last. Yeah, as main event, yeah. But it's the fucking world title. Yeah, there was no and reason. AJ hasn't been the main event of a pay per view as champion since it would have been before the. Since it became dual branded, before Mania, he's made that title prestigious. Which, I mean, it's the world championship at the end of the day. Like, it has know. always been the most prestigious, apart from when Jinder Mahal had it. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we'll get to some Joe and AJ Styles a little bit later. Uh, but back to Raw then. So we we know that Brock's in the arena. Roman and Paul Heyman are out uh, on out of the state or on the stage and in the ring um basically roman claims that he's gonna beat brock lesnar he ain't gonna just beat him he's gonna send him back to ufc and he ain't gonna be the beast anymore he's gonna be roman reigns his bitch i, I mean, feel like that's roman's go-to like insult yeah when to get the crowd on his side if he just says the word bitch or ass yeah everyone gets bored of it. but to be fair brock's going back to ufc anyway yeah <laughs> he's gonna go to ufc with the title or not so I wouldn't worry about sending him back to UFC. Yeah, but he ain't going as a beast, he's going as a bitch. That's the, that's the key difference there. Um, I'm really torn. I generally don't actually know whether Brock's going to win or not. So that's. Yeah, I'm not sure. Although although I would like to see Strowman cashing in on Roman, mm. who beat Brock, I feel it more likely to be the other way around. Yeah, although you don't really get much of a like the feud after Braun cashes in on Roman is is ready made. Yeah. Whereas okay. if Braun, Braun cashes the in on Brock, there ain't one. Is is Brock Lesnar's head already going? Well, I'm going to UFC, and is he going to just do what he did at WrestleMania, where it was just an absolute clusterfuck? What WrestleMania? WrestleMania 34. No, where he left. After WrestleMania 20. Yeah. Yeah, that was there. Uh, was a bit of a cluster but you can also blame Bill Goldberg for that so <laughs> and also the crowd for shitting all over it to be fair um, but yeah I mean how many times has Brock Lesnar been in a match where he knows that he's going to UFC you know it's, he's used to it now so I think um, well, well I suppose like when he's not clear till the end of the year is he January I think he's January yeah so there shouldn't realistically be a risk like a worry of oh let's mess taper it in I don't want to get hurt yeah because you'd have six seven months to recover <laughs> yeah but you I mean you don't really know how Brock works yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my insight um moving on from that then so um we we get wind that Brock is backstage reading a what's it an outdoorsman magazine it was a nice magazine a nice magazine what do you mean nice, nice. Oh, knife was it? Yeah, there was a couple magazines he was reading. I've seen the pictures of people who superimposed their sables Playboy shoot over. <laughs> <Yeah. and> so... <laughs> I've seen a couple of the the hungry caterpillar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, we yeah, have. Wrestling fans. 
We get we get Wendy's backstage. Um, <laughs> what are you guys? Did you see that? No, I don't watch the show. Why would I watch, <laughs> Why would the, show? I watch the show, Paul? <laughs> because he doesn't watch the show. Obviously, Stephanie McMahon doesn't, doesn't watch the show. Man. Why should we watch the fucking show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why should we do a podcast about it every week? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's backstage. He's sitting there reading the magazine. Paul Heyman comes in basically to say, you know, did you see what Roman said? Brock throws his phone across the room. It's a bit of a dick move, really, wasn't it? I would have loved Paul Heyman to be like, what the hell, man? (laughs) (laughs) That's the third phone this month. What the hell was up with Paul Heyman's phone as well? Why was it speaking to us? Yeah, that was bad. (laughs) Yeah, entered code. I was like, what? And then he told him what, he told us what his code was. I guess it doesn't matter now because he needs a new phone. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, from a wrestling standpoint, what happened next on Raw? Um, We had, we had B-Team. That was miles down. The was road. it? Yeah. What happened between Roman and that then? Between Roman and that. Roman and then. Between Roman was then next seen towards the end when he got it's kicked out. That's what I mean. But between that Roman segment and Paul Heyman segment, what happened between then and the B team segment? Oh fucking hell! Um, <laughs> Not a lot, right? Help. The Ronda stuff happened. Before that, I think it, yeah. Then the next thing was, was seeing Alicia? Ronda with Natty backstage. And then it got to Natty and Alicia, uh, Alicia, Alicia and Alexa. And Alexa. <laughs> um, so we, yeah, we had Alicia Fox versus Natalia, which is a blast from the past. Um, <laughs> well, but 2011. You know, it wasn't wasn't that bad. Natalia almost beheaded herself on the ropes when she she slipped over. I literally just about recovered. I watched the entire match. I glanced down at my phone as I glanced <laughs> down. I hear everyone go, "Oh, Natalia almost <laughs> hurt herself." I looked up and she was fine. I was like, "What the fuck?" I didn't, I didn't bother to rewind it. Cause I didn't really care. She just went to do her drop kit, basement drop kit thing, and yeah. then she uh, she slipped as she ran towards the ropes and just managed to correct herself so that she sort of fell into them like that and it bounced off of them rather than uh, a bit like a Dean Ambrose. Them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah that match happened Alicia Fox picks up the win mm. I actually thought Alicia Fox looked quite impressive in this match yeah, she generally does she, she generally doesn't does. get a lot of credit just apart from her Northern Lights suplex everyone loves everyone loves that suplex um, but she's just batshit crazy isn't she I feel like she genuinely is as well yeah I mean, having watched that season of Total Divas she was on I wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah uh, she was <laughs> but even if she is just toning it up a bit, she's doing quite well with that character. Do you remember when she was like captain of the Survive series? Yeah, I was thinking that recently. during this match. Uh, I thought that, that was quite inter- entertaining. Alicia Fox, <laughs> which apparently Vince found hilarious because it sounded like he was saying "fucks." Oh, brilliant. Um. Anyway, have you seen how ripped Noam Dar is these days? By the way. I have seen how ripped no Amdar is these days. And that injury layoff did him what did him some good. He's a face now as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I quite like no Amdar. But under underused, we call it that. Um but someone who's not over underused is Ronda Rousey at the moment. She is all over WWE. Uh, even with her suspension when she appeared what, three times? <laughs> um and then got rewarded with an extra week off and a title match. But um, she's now back from her suspension. She was in Natty's corner. Um, I can only assume that this match was supposed to have Mickey James in it, uh, but she's now injured. Um, yeah, just you know, women's match on Raw, better than they used to be. <laughs> it made me laugh. Like, I I put a tweet out saying that Ronda is obviously a million times more comfortable 
since she's got a WrestleMania match out of the way, just literally in, in every aspect. Yeah. Her, her in-ring, her movement, her, her speaking. Um, there was a point in the match where uh, Alicia had Natalia in a submission. I think it was a sleeper hold or something. And she, <laughs> Ronda was there on the sideline. She was like, come on, Addy. Come on, Addy. Get out of this. Like, <laughs> no fucking shit. Not like... Yeah, so slip your arm under her thing. You know, like use your judo background. She was like, "Yeah, get out of it! Come on!" <laughs> um, I always wonder, like, what managers feel like when they've got a sort of cheerlead in a match, which not many people are really paying that much attention to. Like, what can you actually say? <laughs> I feel like Selena Vega's good at it. Yeah, I was also going to say Selena Vega's good because she's the kind who barks out instructions. She'd be like, All right, "Put them over there and yeah. do that." Whereas yeah. some like. Somebody, especially if you're a wrestler helping on your friend really, like if you were in a fight or if you were in a sleeper hole or something and I couldn't help you I would try and come up with ways to help you I wouldn't <laughs> just, just be I, just feel I wouldn't be like banging on the ring trying to get the crowd to clap that does fuck all all the time I'd just be like do your finisher do your finisher <laughs> get your finisher on <laughs> don't let him hit you <laughs> um, run around a bit run around <laughs> yeah that's the old Harry Redknapp technique Oh, Alexa was always running from Ronda. I wonder how much cardio Alexa gets just from running from Ronda Rousey. Is that Alexa was directly next to the ramp yeah. and proceeded to run the opposite direction towards Ronda? Yep. Yeah, she did. Um, bimbo moment. Let's call it that. But um, Ronda's she looks fucking vicious, man. <laughs> whenever she, whenever she does that, I can't. It doesn't have a name. Her judo throw. Her judo throw, where she gets gets them on her shoulders and then she sort of just. It, like, like the speed of light just like well, even them. even the other judo throws she does where people come up to her and she'll do like kind of like a hip, hip toss yeah. thing like everything done with a lot of like torque and... every single time she's done that um, that you know the one on her shoulders like the Samoan drop kind of thing yeah it always looks like like whoever's it's like an uncomfortable it. landing yeah it always looks uncomfortable landing whoever's selling it sells it really well so I don't know if it actually generally hurts or not but Mickey James sold it really well Mickey James sold one have you seen her leg as she does it yeah, her leg, she like swivels on her leg and her leg like bends down as she goes. Mickey James did a sell, it was either for that move or just one of the other hip tosses she does. Mickey James did it and then she she sold it and then kind of got up and was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if that was the sell or if it was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like Rod has got this move and everyone's terrified to tell her that it hurts too much. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just tone it down? Just tone it down. Yeah. Imagine okay, she... No, no, do what you want. Imagine she pulled that off on, like, Nia Jax. Yeah. Like, well, she, she, she tried. She, she died on Triple H, didn't she? Or did it Triple H? I don't think she did it. She, she, got him, it. Oh, she got him on his shoulders and then yeah. Stephanie pulled him off. Yeah. We. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, but Wanda, she sells a lot as well. Yeah, to she be fair, like, But her being thrown into the barricade, she was... Going all over the place. It's kind of the first time that we've seen her, other than in that match with Nia. It's not, kind of the first time. the upper hand. Yeah, is. she's not had the sort of last word, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously leading to a match against Alicia Fox next week, so that should be interesting. Alicia can. Uh, she's a good hand, so she'll help her out, get some in ring experience. Extremely long legs for Ronda to snap. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, we expect Ronda to pick up a win in that one on her very first match on Raw. So big moment for her. Uh, and you're right she does look a lot more comfortable in all aspects since Wrestlemania and you know fair play to it's her she's like, not although obviously she's still very new into it it's like it's clicking yeah I think so I mean there is always the promo element where I feel like she could improve and I hope she will 
Um, but you know, she's not. That's just gonna take time, isn't it? That's time and practice. She's not exactly terrible at it, but so you know, fair play to her. It's worse. Um, sorry, just taking a, sw- a sip of my drink. Um, moving on from that, then. So, what else was there? So we had um, Finn Balor versus Baron or Constable Baron Corbin, Constable Constable Corbin, whatever Corbin, you want to call Corbin, him. Corporate Corbin is much better now. Um, or just Baron Corbin. Or just Baron yeah. Corbin, yeah. <laughs> um, Baron so, Corbin, who wrestles in his normal wrestling gear, that'd be great. Yeah, back, just go back to Baron Corbin. Literally, all he has to do is take his shirt off. Yeah. Not that I, I necessarily want to see that that thing under his shirt. But... <laughs> that thing <laughs> under his shirt. What does it be to wrestle in a shirt? Yeah, I was, I was saying to my, I was watching it with Dad, and I was saying like, he must have to wear really stretchy shirts and jeans. Yeah. Well, like, to it, wrestle. Isn't, it isn't even like a baggy shirt. It's quite like it's, a skin, yeah. skinny <laughs> fit. Yeah, a fitted shirt. I don't know how do you wrestle in that. I mean, people. To be fair, people do wrestling like lycra, one pieces, and stuff like that. So I guess that. But then that's you're flexible. Then you've not got your arms restricted. Yeah. And, but he hasn't, from from what I can tell, he hasn't torn any of his outfits since he's been wearing them and wrestling. No, I imagine if I stepped in the ring wearing my work clothes, I would immediately tear my trousers. <laughs> I got I got holes in my trousers from just sitting at work. <laughs> and that's what they're designed to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, interesting. Um, I'm assuming he wears like wrestling boots under his trousers now. I can't. I think he started wearing. He was wearing shoes for for the first couple of weeks, but I think he wears like boots now. It must be slippy on the canvas. So yeah. um, actually, though, I'm quite into this Baron Corbin character at the minute. I think it's doing wonders for him. It's better than whatever he would be doing if he wasn't corporate Corbin. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't know if this is true or it's just my um, vision on it. He looks better in the ring. I think so as well, yeah. He I think watching him, he does remind me a lot, like the, obviously the way he's dressed now and the way he's looked. He reminds me a lot of Kane. Yeah, I was going to say. His sort of movements and, you know, his mannerisms and obviously the way he's dressed, corporate Kane and corporate Corbin. Um, that's not to say he'll go on to have the same level of, of success that Kane has had, but at the same time, he's got the you know, basic utensils for success in WWE already, given that he's tall <laughs> and big. Um, and, you know, he's got a fair amount of charisma. He can talk. He can talk. Yeah, he plays this role really well. He has one of the best finishes. And he's naturally a hateable person. Yeah. So that works well. Um, great finisher. I feel like he'd go through his whole career without being a face. Yeah, he'll be a career heel. There's no way he'll ever be a face. Yeah. Even The Miz was a face, though. His his um he I think it was helped out that he's been feuding with Finn, who's one of the best in the ring. Yeah. So I found with Baron that he was very much one of the guys in NXT who was used when a, an up and comer, like a newcomer or something like that, they'd come through and go through Baron Corbin. But those matches were always good. I think when when the onus is on the other guy, there is better matches. Whereas when he's expected to be the kind of the guy in the matches, it can make him be or depending on who he's against. Like you put him against someone like Randy Orton, it's bleh. put him against someone like Seth Rollins or Finn Balor, then it's yeah. Yeah, I think that was the case with his feud with No Way Jose, for instance. So that just never took off. Yeah. Baron Corbin is the main player in that feud. Well, he works a lot better when he's feuding with the likes of Finn Balor. Um, 
But again, this character, this change of character, I think has done well for him. Um, did anybody else think like Baron Corbin is a big guy? But did anyone else think when he was in the ring with Brock later in the night, he looked small? Like he looked skinny. Brock or Baron? Yeah. Baron looked small. He looked skinny compared to Brock, which you know probably is. But um, he just looked like obviously with his hair gone now, he, his head's fully exposed. Like. Yeah, it I just feel, looked a bit skinnier. I feel like Brock looks a bit skinnier these days. I feel like he's lost a bit of weight. Well, if he's training for UFC, he probably has done. Because um, you don't want to be carrying any excess weight when you're actually fighting someone. <laughs> you're uh, actually getting your head kicked in. Yeah. Um, I'd want as much padding as possible. <laughs> um, but yeah, Baron Corbin, Finn Balor, a lot of negativity about this, um, mainly because of the result online. Um Baron pins Finn clean. Yeah, I'm not massively against it. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure why we're getting the match again though. After Finn won at Extreme Rules, that yeah. bit doesn't make sense. Baron Corbin's in charge. Um, it's definitely said so. Yeah, I don't know. I, it makes it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, well, we've had the match. Finn won clean. It will be yeah, it was a roll up. It was a bit of a roll. It was a roll up, wasn't it? So it was a bit of an abrupt ending, sort of. Uh, you got me the ones, but I'll, I'll get you this time. And Baron's evened it up, so I'm assuming at SummerSlam we'll go to the the rubber match, right? Kick off show. <laughs> it shouldn't be. You can't put Finn on a kick. I don't think show. you can put Finn on a kick off show. That would be a really terrible decision, from, <laughs> especially based on the amount of people who were there kick off show last year at SummerSlam as well. Um, as the Miz found out. I was going to say, was that the Miz one? Yeah. The Miz, the Hardys, the Usos, and the New Day, mm. at least, and there's probably another match. Yeah. They're main event talent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Main card. Uh, one point, just, well, we'll get to smell that, actually, but I wanted to make that point about the Usos and yeah. SummerSlam. I'm I didn't, sure I didn't know. didn't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Finn loses to Baron Corbin. Obviously, we, I can see this one carrying on for a little while. Um Let's not forget the big news on Raw this week was that um, Bobby Roode and Mojo Rawley had a bit of a thing backstage. I mean, massive, massive news. Why were the referees and agents in the locker room? Because? I always, I always wonder this. Like, why when someone's injured and saying, do referees go? <laughs> yeah, I always think that. And it's comparing to SmackDown, there's a fight going on. Referees and agents physically restrain the fighters. Yeah. End of SmackDown, a bunch of referees just going, Randy, <laughs> Randy, stop. Yeah, but he's in a bad mood. Don't do that, Randy. But there's like 15 of them. <laughs> Someone physically try and restrain him. We'll where's where's that bald agent in the suit who always comes down and screams at people? <laughs> just get a wrestler out. Yeah, he was there on Raw. Where was he when fucking Randy Orton was going? He was in shit. Miami, obviously, not in Tampa. <sighs> anyway, referees, bunch of guns. <laughs> <laughs> That was harsh. <laughs> that was like a bunch of mojos. That was like back in kind of like ninety five, ninety six kind of time when someone would bleed and Vince would be like, "This doesn't always happen in the WWF." <laughs> uh, anything could happen. Anything could happen in the PWP, and it often does. <laughs> um, Please don't try this at home. <laughs> so right, where are we with Raw then? What else is? Do people want to mention there was the B team stuff with uh, the with Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt and the revival led right. to a match? Some, something pissed me off about this. Something. Yeah, I tweeted about it. Don't know if you read it. I did not. 
Um, people go. No, I did. I know what you're about to say. People go. Say it anyway. Oh, give the revival a chance. They're the best tag team. They should have the titles. Blah blah blah. They're in a feature match against the ex tag team champions, and people are chanting for CM Punk and Rusev Day and all this other bollocks. Yep. As as I mentioned earlier, when the Pittsburgh shitting all over the main event, if I was in the backstage, that would kind of indicate oh, people don't, don't really care about these don't guys. Care about the revival. Like, it just pisses me off. You know, sometimes the fans are their worst worst enemies. Because then I guarantee. Say, like, if they have a number one contenders match and Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt win, people would be like, why aren't the Revival winning? It's not fair. It's <laughs> a great impression. Are they brought the tag team division at the minute? They, yeah, they really fucked that with the, the, the draft. draft. Or superstar shake-up. They just moved one too many teams. They just should have left Sheamus and Cesaro. Yeah, Sheamus and Cesaro. I mean, it did get a little bit stale with them, so maybe they could have moved, but they could have brought a tag team over from SmackDown. And the amount of times you've seen New, oh, New Day and Usos... Uso should have moved. Or Sanity, yeah. Who we're not really seeing much of on SmackDown anyway. Yeah, because Um, there's so many. Yeah. So many in the way. um, That's the the tag team show, isn't it? The Good Brothers. Gallows and Anderson. I mean, they needed them. Everyone moving away would have been a good opportunity for them to claim their top spot. I mean, they they didn't even. They moved to SmackDown and they don't even make it to the tag team tournament. Yeah. But. Do you want to know Can't how little? Forget about offers of pain. Do you want to know how little they think of Gallows and Anderson? I watched a video from a live event this week where uh, Lana's music starts playing and her video, and but while her music is playing, Gallows and Anderson's video comes up and it plays for about twenty seconds and they stop the music, then they play Gallows and Anderson's music and then they come out as if nothing happened. <laughs> well, that's bad. That's bad. Because Lana's music plays and everyone goes yay, and then. It shows Gallows and Anderson on the screen, and you literally everyone around the camera's going, "What? What was going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, they they, they fucked Raw it. up to the point where they. Gallows and Anderson must be thinking like, "We were doing really well in New Japan, and now we've come here and we're shit." Yeah, they must see all the stuff that's going on in Japan and in Ring of Honor and all the all in bollocks, and just think like, "Oh man." <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, they Carl Anderson saying like, "Well, yeah," I, and people were like, "Why don't you go back to New Japan?" Like, you must hate it WWE. And he's like, "Yeah, I really hate seeing my family all the time yeah. and earning this much I money, made money and <laughs> yeah. wrestling on WrestleMania." And yeah, still like, there must like the professional part of you must be like, oh, oh, it could be so much better. Yeah, could be, but you know, can't have it all. Picks and troughs and all that. I read a um, interview with the Young Bucks, and they were saying they don't wrestle for money. They don't have to, mm. like, because of all their merch sales and that. And that, then they were saying, probably why we'll never sign for WWE. Mm. Well, you know, that's that's their prerogative. I feel like they're if you're not if you never make it to WWE as a professional wrestler, maybe you've missed the boat a little bit. But I know I appreciate that New Japan is obviously having a surge in popularity over the last four or five years. Mm. Um. <laughs> and there's a good living to be made outside of WWE but I just feel like you must want to try it with Gallows and Anderson especially as Americans there's a um, an episode of Ride Along they were on where they mentioned something about the Raw Tag Team Championships and Callows was like yeah remember when we won them once <laughs> and Anderson's like yeah won one match since <laughs> that was like that was like a year after <laughs> yeah uh, blame the Hardys for coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Hardys. Hardys. 
Um, Never liked them. <laughs> especially Jeff. What else do we want to talk about with Raw then? Um, what else was there? There was the... Uh, the ending, I guess. We could skip to. Well, the the, the we kind had the of... Sasha Bailey versus the Riot Squad stuff. Yeah, not a lot came you know what? Most, Squad had different, slightly different music. They've had it for like a month. Oh. <laughs> Ever since Ruby's gone out. Yeah. Okay, carry on, Matt. Do you know what cheered me up most about Raw? The timings of it. So it built up the story throughout the night rather than the whole first segment. Yeah. Done. It's something that they've, oh, they've kind of varied their approach to recently where they've gone, they've, they have gone all out for the first segment uh, and then at the top of each hour they sort of go all out on a different one. Whereas this time it was like there was a story building throughout the show. There was a thread come to Paul a climax Heyman all the way throughout the show. Yeah. Um, but I suppose maybe before getting on to the final bit, we could talk about Seth, Drew, and Dolph. Seth and Drew, yeah. Seth versus Drew McIntyre this week. So this was, I think, leave the second time we've seen Seth versus Drew McIntyre, right? On TV, on yeah. On TV. Um, but I was just really impressed with this. Yeah. Like they, those two. Both guys are at the top of their game. Top of their game. Great, great chemistry. They must have great chemistry, just like looking in the bloody mirror. Um, Drew McIntyre is, is what Seth Rollins would look like if he took human growth hormones. <laughs> um, or if he shagged sheep, as what Seth Rollins thinks that Drew McIntyre does. Yeah, he's got the wrong nationality there, I think. Um, but yeah, this match was really impressive. I've, I've, this probably happens more times than I realise, but I watched a Seth Rollins. I was watching a Seth Rollins match and you know what he did, he did the um, Drew went to the suplex him he reversed it he ran and then ran at him and he like spun around him and then he landed and then lifted him up immediately for the Falcon Arrow yeah and I was just sat there like how the fuck does he do I just, that I was just like man <laughs> Seth Rollins is fucking awesome yeah <laughs> honestly I've been on this bandwagon for years <laughs> um, Seth Rollins is sick as Aiden would say there, there was a spot in this match where it was really early in the match right when it went to the first ad break when um, Drew McIntyre did like a, a guillotine on the, yeah. on never the side of the apron. Um, that was really cool. But I feel like that should have been saved for a more significant moment. Yeah, I feel like that could have been like the match ender or setting up to the match ender. Yeah. Um, and it was like, oh no, he's done this. Are right, we going to break? Great, great commentary. <laughs> that was basically what it was. Oh no, he's done this. And <laughs> yeah, then they went to commentary and came back and Seth Rollins was literally flying and doing yeah, a suicide dive. Afterwards, yeah. It was almost like we missed a bit where Seth was selling that injury for about five minutes. But... Yeah, like to me, that should have been like either a, like a match-ending moment or something that someone would do in a post-match beatdown yeah, or something. I'd, ne- I'd never seen it before. I've never seen that. Yeah. Um, you see it on the bottom rope and obviously it's supposed to be a lot more painful on a metal yeah. on the side of the ring. Potentially fatal. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that's... It says to me, if that's that low, how did Titus O'Neil miss all that stuff? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly Did anyone notice that when, when that Seth Rollins was under that part of the ring selling it before the outbreak, there was just a box of Tic Tacs on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this matchup was really good. I thought it was really good. And do, you, um, do you know what I love? After. Um, with the, the curb stomp, is that it can come from literally just out of anywhere. Mm. Um, it's just the stomp now. Oh, yeah, the stomp. Shit, eh? Because in this match, it literally just came out of nowhere and. I was I was kind of watching it out of the corner of my eye while I was watching my dog do something on the sofa, um, and I saw like 
something happened, like there was a kick out or something like that, and then uh, as I turned, all I saw was everyone was stamping his head into the ground, and the crowd lost their shit, and I was like, oh, fuck. And then Dolph Ziggler went in, and that that was a really good use of a match Chris, interruption. Or Chris Jericho from 1999. Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> I was like, what did you talk about? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was a really good use. So that's how, that's what I want to see with a, a match interruption. Like, a, a DQ finish is fine if it happens like that, I think. Yeah, because it's like, oh, fuck you. We yeah, wanted, you to, see, we wanted it, to see right? that. And not... It was going to beat him, but was it maybe going to kick out? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was, it was all good. And then it's obvious to me anyway that they're going towards the whole kind of there's always two guys route, which was kind of reinforced with the interview they did. Yeah, Renee did that with um, with Seth. Why don't you just turn to her and be like, well, when's Dean coming back there? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it kind of um, m- makes you think, like, oh, are they going to do, like, there's going to be a beat down, mm. Dean will come and save, like, night after SummerSlam or some bullshit. Um, I'm actually at the stage where I'm like I really want Dean Ambrose to come back now yeah I just want to see what they do I just want to see the reaction something new and do you know who I thought about today for the first time in a long time Jason Jordan oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) forgot about him yeah just disappeared so did Kurt Angle yeah Yeah, Kurt Angle has definitely forgot about him do you reckon he'll just end up on Smackdown now (laughs) (laughs) just to distance himself yeah to be fair that's what that's what the tag division needs and Shelton Benjamin Shelton Benjamin where the hell's he at hey he can't be fucked anymore he's like I'm too old for this shit <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do live events it's fine yeah I, I won't say I won't say who but someone says that Kurt Angle has four eyes now <laughs> intelligence integrity intensity interracial well <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of times idiocy these days yeah um That's true. Um, but anyway, speaking of Kurt Angle, actually, so major part of Raw was obviously this Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns business. Kurt Angle gets involved and, and issues Paul Heyman an ultimatum and says that uh, if Brock does not go to the ring to fulfill his contractual obligation, um, Paul Heyman loses his job with WWE. Now, this is a bit of a weird one. Like, I don't really understand why. Maybe, maybe it does make sense. Paul Heyman was like, I have a contract with Brock. But I also have a contract with WWE, which allows me to have a contract with Brock. Why can't he just have a contract with Brock? Why can't he just have a contract with Brock? Yeah, and also, why is Kurt Angle responsible for Paul Heyman's WWE contract? Yeah, rather than his Raw contract. Yeah, like like he's not necessarily a Raw performer. No, exactly. He's an advocate. Could he fire Stephanie McMahon? No. Well, (laughs) well, he, he said he could. In the uh, well, basically said that in the uh, right build up the WrestleMania match where he said, uh, like I can make you guys perform, you I make you guys have the match because you guys have performance uh, contracts, yeah. but you can't fire her. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of similar. Like he he could rather than uh, Stephanie couldn't for some reason have gone no, mm. <laughs> but it would have been an absolute travesty that WWE would have lost. Uh, well, both Raw and SmackDown would have lost perhaps their two best mouthpieces in the last two weeks. First, James Ellsworth, then Paul Heyman. Yeah, two <laughs> best managers of our generation. Are you going to break that chair? Yeah, <laughs> just... <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was a joke, by the way, about James Ellsworth. He's now only the top five. I wouldn't say two of the best. 
Um, one of the better ones on SmackDown. <laughs> the only one, right? <laughs> Alina Vega. Yeah, Lana, <laughs> Fine, there's many. Um, anyway. Don't prove me wrong. One of the New Day when they're not in the match. One of the New Day. Um, so yeah, Paul Heyman basically goes back to Brock and says, well, he lies, doesn't he? He tries to lie and gets tries to manipulate Brock. He all the Brock. crowd adulation. And... As soon as he said Miami's going to give you that hit conquering hero's welcome, they were like, boo! Um... He lies to him. Eventually, the truth comes out. Paul Heyman admits that if Brock doesn't go to the ring, Paul Heyman will lose his job. And then Brock grabs him by the throat. Another dick move. Dick, dick move. So, I mean, where are we heading with this? I mean, it's planting the seed of doubt that there's dissension between Brock and Paul that we've never really seen before. Other yeah. than back in the, way back in the day with the whole Big Show angle. Um... Big show and angle. <laughs> Big show and angle, yeah. Um, so, yeah, where, are, where, where do you guys think we are actually heading with this? Is there a Paul turns on Brock? Is there a Brock beats Paul to a pulp and doesn't have him on his on by his side at SummerSlam? What, where are we going? I don't or is it just carry on as normal? I, I don't know if I liked this. I did. I didn't really I, actually enjoyed it. I think Paul Heyman brings something to these things. Do you remember when he got... It got yeah. Remember when he got attacked by Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, and like Brock wasn't around for most of that feud. Paul Heyman like built that feud through that moment. Yeah, but see, like, I I can I can get both sides because I I kind of like the idea that Brock has a soft spot for Paul. Yeah, so he literally I. doesn't give a shit about anything because it makes him vulnerable. Then doesn't it? Paul's the guy who's helped him and given him all this success in a way. Um, a bit like in a different way The Undertaker, Undertaker and Paul Bear. Bear yeah something about Paul's <laughs> um, or Percy's yeah I, I I I like the idea that you could get to Brock by getting to Paul, getting to Paul. yeah um, but this kind of I don't know coming out of Raw it made I don't think it made it definitely made Paul Heyman look a lot like a bitch. Mm. I don't know what he did for Brock Lesnar, really. Yeah. Um, maybe it's for, like for heat. But obviously, it would be for heat. But I don't know. I just I wasn't sure about it. For me, like if we were say living back in nineteen ninety nine, right now, what I think would happen is that Brock would have, and and I know Paul Heyman is getting on in years, so this probably wouldn't happen now, but. Brock would have F5 Paul Heyman or, or something or beat him up maybe bloodied him a little bit um, Paul Heyman would take a couple of weeks off he would come back street clothes no ladies and gentlemen probably hair still in a ponytail back then <laughs> baseball his, cap in, on in his long leather trench coat yeah just like Brock I know I'm about to get the shit kicked out of me but I'm a man I'm yeah. standing up to you come beat come come out here I'm gonna I want to mute Prove it to my face to you, you know, man or whatever. Whereas Brock whereas comes out, he's, he's just an advocate. He's yeah. just an advocate. Brock comes out, kicks the shit out of him again. Roman comes and makes the save. No one wants to see Paul Heyman get uncomfortably beaten up, do they? Yeah, I, I don't want to see Paul Heyman not in WWE. Mm. Like, I've always wanted him to have a side project or mm. like deal with someone else on a more regular basis. Yeah, but 
But I mean, just that whole that that is a way that WWE can get to Roman getting cheered. He doesn't necessarily have to team with. Paul. Yeah, he doesn't have to team it. He can just kind of save just it. Just be like, like, just just a nod. Yeah, just an acknowledgement that you know this is uncomfortable. Did you, you know when back in there was there's been many many times and I can't really think of too many of them where someone's get someone gets beaten up. So like when Jr. used to get beat up by the Undertaker, for instance, when Undertaker turned. Yeah. Or on, by Kane when he set him on fire. That was slightly different. But Triple H broke his arm. Um, that sort of thing. I feel like Jr. and Paul Heyman are that sort of similar character. Whereby that even if Paul Heyman plays a heel, people love him and they don't want to actually see him get hurt because he doesn't really deserve his comeuppance. Yeah. Or if he does, that's not the comeuppance he should get. But like. There's been times though in the past where it's been uncomfortable to watch, like it's gone like almost too far, but obviously in story. And I feel like they did that with Brock and Paul. You get sympathy immediately for Paul Heyman, you get heat immediately for Brock, and then you get good heat for whoever comes and rescues him. And with 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 Heyman as well, he's always, he, most of the time anyway, over the past few years, he's always been quite respectful about Roman yeah and that he he's always he does it about a lot of his opponents basically everyone other than Samoa Joe <laughs> that he yeah, will he, build, he builds them up and like builds them up as this super potential opponent to Brock like remember when he said that Finn Balor was Brock's worst case scenario yeah yeah um so yeah maybe that could be like that you obviously have respect for me yeah I'll help you out from getting literally murdered in the ring yeah um, yeah, that could work. It's just probably won't do do it to that extent these days. Yeah, or just I don't know. Beat Brock beats him up. Paul Heyman makes a return during like, the match with a steel chair. Have him threatened to F five him, get him on his shoulders, and then his music hits, so he doesn't actually have to. Roman's music hits. Yeah, so I feel like you have to go that far if you want to get that amount of sympathy. That so so people would cheer Roman. No, That's, you, it sounds. You. The F5 definitely got to happen to, for the heat to be there. It would sound bad. It, I mean, it does I sound bad that you'd have to go that far just to get someone cheered. Yeah. I but reckon Heyman would do it. I think he would. I think it needs more than an F5. I think it needs it maybe needs three F5s down. or it needs, it needs like just like ground and pound. Like They won't do it these days, but he needs to Cut split him Yeah, he needs to do that. Uh, I don't believe Paul Heyman would be up for that bit. <laughs> we'll just have him I don't know, bite, do a Roman and bite a blood pill. Blood capsule. Yeah, something like that. Um, they might get fined. Maybe he could just pull his ear like Randy Orton does to people. <laughs> um, but I just, I just feel like that would be a really great way of getting Roman some cheers, even only temporarily. Um, and, you know, people would really hate Brock for that. If I was in charge, that's what I would do. It gives Paul an interesting avenue now because that would have him as like a clean slate. Yeah. What's next for Heyman? Yeah. Um, yeah. Email them. See what they say. <laughs> Nothing. That's what they'll say. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it does. It, it tells you you can't email them storylines. Well, you can. They just won't read them. <laughs> Maybe they made they do that as like a double bluff. Yeah. So then, when someone actually does do it, they actually <laughs> read it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Road Dogs sitting there with his laptop, like. Come on, just refreshing every 30 seconds. Oh, this one's a raw one. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag fire wrote no. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, that one again. Right, raw then. I mean, there wasn't too much more to it to mention. Sasha and Bailey teamed. Ugh, boring. Um, does it? 
end, yeah. end segment. End segment. Well, yeah, Brock Lesnar F5, Kurt Angle, and then friend. First, first time in 15 years. That's a long time. It's a long time. I mean, Kurt Angle. The it has 15 years ago. Yeah, it's a long time actually. Kurt Angle was in action for a long time and was in action at WrestleMania recently, and yeah, he sold an F5 for a good five minutes. Yeah, I always think that. Like someone, some like Becky Lynch on SmackDown. Yeah. One, <laughs> a punch and a kick. Yeah. And she's down. Down and out. Yeah. In a match, she'll be up in a second. That's true. That's true. What happened in that closing segment? Oh, he just... He just threatened Paul, didn't he? And he sort of kneeled on his chest and had his hand around his throat. And yeah, it was just... One thing that made me laugh from that is I think Brock Lesnar's music hitting at the end, I think scared a woman in in the front row. (laughs) Because the the music hit, you know, dun at the start. Mm. All you hear is dun. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the front row, shout out to the guy dressed as the Miz. And behave like the Miz. Behave like the Miz. He was even doing a where my hand goes up thing to the crowd, which was was brave to be fair. I think there was was guys next to him dressed as Breezango, I think. At first I thought it was Maurice because there was a blonde guy, but I think he was meant to be tied to Breeze because he was wearing a fashion police shirt I see and a police hat <laughs> uh, yeah so shout out to him uh, sorry slow up uh, I think that's Raw done right yeah Matt anything yeah. to add about Raw should we head to the Smackdown then okay we will I there's a pause for the music Smackdown live then comes just down the road from Raw in Tampa and then by just down the road, I mean, it's probably about 250 miles away. Um, From Big E's ends. Big E's ends. Um, yeah, Smackdown this week. Now, for weeks and weeks and weeks, probably months, we've been saying Smackdown, head and shoulders above Raw. Since the Superstar Shake. Since the Superstar Shake up, yeah. Um, this week, no different? No different. No different. I believe it was. I mean, Raw wasn't bad this week. We should put that out there. I actually yeah, quite enjoyed watching I, I Raw. I went in with low expectations for Raw. Because I'd I'd seen a, a post and it was like three ups for Raw ten or three ups and ten downs for Raw and I was like oh god oh really good. was that um, Simon Miller it was just what culture oh, just what culture the blog um, but yeah it was better than I thought it was gonna be no I thought it was really good as well um, really good well okay I thought it was good uh, Smackdown good on the other hand <laughs> Smackdown on the other hand was pretty good no it was more than pretty good it was. What's the word I'm looking for? Alright. Enjoyable. There you go. It was enjoyable. Um, it wasn't... There's no, nothing about Smackdown. Is, it wasn't like a chore. Or chore to walk. Yeah. Um, but it's, it kicked off Becky with Lynch. Um, Becky Renee. Lynch being interviewed by Renee. Nice interview. Um, then, do you wonder with interview segments when they decide, like, right, we'll do this one in the ring. We'll do that one backstage. We'll do this one as a sit-down pre-recorded one. Like, yeah. When do they decide? Well, I don't know, but this one had to happen in the ring, didn't it, to obviously well, yeah, get to I the know. stage of what happened at the end. But uh, heartfelt promo from Becky Lynch, followed by a seemingly heartfelt promo from Carmella. I thought she did really well in this. Yeah. It, it was weird. kind of it was kind of the Alexa Bliss um sort of step-by-step step how to do a sympathetic promo and then turn them in at the end. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for the... <laughs> Everyone was waiting for it, but was it wasn't coming, and I was like... The, the kind of, but I don't give a damn yeah. kind of thing, but it just ended in violence. And yeah, just, just casual violence. Um, 
But yeah, I thought she did really well. I mean, she made some valid points. <laughs> Who who's playing James Ellsworth's music? Like whoever Carmella is in cahoots with Carmella someone goes, Can you in the soundtrack. Music when I say this, and I'd be like, Why? No, it's fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to help you attack Becky Lynch. <laughs> Unless she paid him. No. I also want to know who the veterans is are saying that she shouldn't. JR. Oh, is it? Yeah. What? Jim Ross was the uh, man in question, I believe. For what? Uh, saying that she should just go away. Oh. I thought you meant to play in the music. I was like, man, JR's been relegated. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, apparently, and I did read oh. this on Twitter, so it may or may not be right. Uh, uh, someone said that JR said that she has go away heat. Yeah, I've, I heard him, I've heard him talk. He's not telling her to go away. No, she he's has saying, go away heat. Is, yeah, it's getting to the point where the fans are saying she has a kind of heat where the fans want X-Pac her to heat. go away. <laughs> he, yeah, he was talking about the different the different kinds of heat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he he wasn't telling her to go away. Yeah. He was saying that the opinion from the fans thought the way the way that she's been portrayed so far has made the fans want her to go away, yeah. and it's not the good kind of heat. I've not minded her. I mean, I know she's not the best in-ring woman that they have, but she certainly ain't terrible. She's definitely not the worst in-ring woman that they've got. <clears throat> Lana. Um, and, you know, yeah, she's champion, but she's a heel. This is what she's supposed to be doing. She's meant to be running from people. She's meant to be a coward. She's meant to be bragging she about how she's... Heel. She plays a brilliant heel. I do wish you would turn down the screaming. Don't scream so much, but again, right, it's it, annoying. It, it, yeah, it gets to the point where... I don't want to watch the match. Mm. I want to fast forward or turn off. <laughs> yeah, I mean there is that. That's obviously not a good thing. Um, but you know, to be annoying, to but be cowardly. I, I would imagine being in the front row for one of her matches must be fucking annoying. <laughs> but to be annoying and to be cowardly—that is her job. At the end of the day, she's doing it pretty well, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I remember people saying the same thing about JBL, like he didn't deserve to be champion. Um, you know, and he went on to have a pretty good run. The longest reigning champion in SmackDown history. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm not saying Carmella is on, you know, Bradshaw's level. Uh, AJ Styles can't be that far off. In terms of what duration? Rain or, length. Uh, people saying he's not deserving. <laughs> no, it was in rain length. <laughs> well, he's had it since, what, November? Yeah. So. About nine months. Nothing compared to Brock Lesnar. Jesus, that's a long time. 500 days, I think he's nearly at, isn't he? Just part of things like five over five hundred days. Fucking hell, that's a lot. What was it four nine three? I think it was four. It was definitely four ninety something actually. Because I yeah. think to my, I remember thinking to myself, oh, by the time SummerSlam comes around, he's going to be over five hundred. Didn't New Day's title reign feel a lot shorter than Brock's? Yes, it did. And theirs was at four eighty four or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but they blatantly did it just to scrap the CM Punk one. So petty, <laughs> like they did with AJ Lee. But it is that petty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I remember hearing. Vince is probably sat in his office going, "Right, well, we're definitely beating that." I remember. Hearing... Mind if AJ Styles then beats Brock's, but. <laughs> mm. I remember hearing rumors of when Seth was champion that uh, there were talks of him going to break that record because mm. he held it for about eight months by that point. But yeah, it would have been interesting to see what they would. They might have done that actually. Obviously, that got curtailed, didn't it? Curtailed. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's when I that the roar. I went, I went to that roar after that happened. I was more gutted. We went to the live show the literal night after it happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that's Madam. We kind of got off course well, on that. Speaking of a live show, I haven't told you guys. 
Um, well, you told me. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to a live show in on November the 8th, I think. Because my, my mate Peter got tickets for his birthday. So he's asked me to go along. So I don't know whether it's Raw or this something. Is, uh, but... This is Peter, who we bought a ticket for uh, when we went to Dirt Seaport. He paid for. I purchased it originally. So, uh, yeah. He didn't actually buy them, did he? Wasn't it for his birthday? Yeah, they got gifted. Right, so we'll let him off then, just about. And um, we'll let you off for going as well. Yes, yeah, we will. <sighs> yeah, come, come back to me when I go to WrestleMania with with someone else. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been doing some WrestleMania research this week, and um, I sent you guys those the prices of flights and stuff. But as Matt, you pointed out, we should probably wait, book those a little bit later. Accommodation, I was looking at. Not fun. <laughs> Not a fun experience. Um, although there are some options there, so I need to show you guys those. Um, fun in, in what way? Where we stay. Price. Uh, I have looked where you stay, and so it is one of the cheapest, uh, and it does look nice. My only concern. It's decent. I've been there twice. My only concern is the location. Now, obviously, it's perfect for WrestleMania, but maybe not so perfect for New York. And I know, like, I bloody love New York. And Aiden, I know that you'll love New York, but I feel like you'll go to New York and you won't really see any of New York. Because <laughs> we'll be in New Jersey. No, well. so, right, so, there is, at the airport, there's a straight train line straight into uh, Madison Square Garden. How long does it take, though? Uh, 10 to 15 minutes. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right, then. Because that. that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. And I stayed there when I went New York with my ex, and um, we did exactly the same. Is this the hotel just, that's basically like at the airport? It's called Wyndham, right? Yeah, Wyndham Gardens. Wyndham Gardens, yeah. Giving other people ideas, they might book it before. <laughs> but I was on hotels.com, and it was like, oh, you've got uh, a hotel's reward of £109 or something. So I thought, great, I'll use that. Guess when it expires? End of March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you... you have to use it you have to book and use it stay oh you have to book and stay by the end of March oh that's shit I was like can I go a week early <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, we're looking at like 250 we're looking at like two. we're looking at like 250 each for accommodation plus 250 each for flights that's not bad well actually it's more like 350 each for flights um and then obviously actual WrestleMania tickets and other stuff on top of that. So, you know, fairly pricey. <laughs> but yeah, maybe, I shouldn't too bad. <laughs> maybe you should move back in with mum and dad. Um, no, it's not too bad. We'll, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. I've just never been, so I need to go. And if I don't do it now, I'll be old by the time I get to go. I'll be over it. It might just keep getting, the product might just get keep getting shitter and shitter. <laughs> so, might as well go now. Let's go to the SmackDown half of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so speaking of SmackDown, back to SmackDown. Uh, so yeah, we had uh, Carmella uh, attacked Becky Lynch. Massive tangent there. Carmella attacked back, attacked Becky Lynch uh, using James Earl Plus music as a distraction, only for Charlotte to come make the save. That then led to Paige making a match between Charlotte and Carmella. Stipulation being. That if Charlotte won, she would be added to the match at SummerSlam. It would become a triple threat. Entirely unwarranted. 
Also, poor, poor Becky Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> I would be very pissed. I would be pissed. Would and be maybe pissed. this... People have said yeah. this is a thing for her to turn heel. Yeah, so this is what I'm thinking. A lot of this, this, this story is uh, Becky maybe gets jealous of Charlotte, always stealing her, her limelight. I don't know. Becky, it, women's it... Uh, WWE Evolution main event made for you. I know I said this about Sami Zayn, but Becky is a heel doesn't work for me. No, she was a, was she a heel when she started in WWE? She had a heel run in NXT. She was with Sasha for a bit. Mm. Um, but th- this incarnation of Becky Lynch, I just don't like. She's got a good connection. She's one of few like true baby faces on SmackDown, mm. um, especially in the women's division. Uh, I, I just I'm not interested in seeing her as, as a heel. I get the the jealousy storyline, and I do genuinely feel quite bad for her because it's it's kind of like they've gone. Oh, people aren't going to be interested in just Becky and Carmella. Let's stick Charlotte in there. Yeah. Um. I saw Charlotte in an interview this all last week saying that she wants to turn heel again because now that she's been on both sides of the fence, she knows what it is the other person needs from her. Yeah. Um, and she wants to go back to being a heel, so. I think she plays a decent hit. Maybe Becky wins the title, Charlotte beats her down. Yeah. Um, something like that, because her as a face to me is a little bit stale. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I would um, every day of the week would rather see Charlotte as the heel. Yeah, I think I agree agree with that. Um, I'm just saying what I've read and stuff. Yeah, no, I've, I've read the same. I've read, I've actually read both. I've read that Becky turned, and then I've also read the Charlotte turned. So probably neither will happen, and I'll just be best friends forever, like Sasha and Bailey. They're gonna get matching gear and jackets. Yeah, those jackets went quickly, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on from that then. So the tag team scene, we've touched on this uh, between Raw and SmackDown. Massive discrepancy. Uh, in the amount of usage they get out of their tag teams. Paige obviously set up this tag team tournament. Um, by the way, did you see how she announced it all? She did it all on Twitter, like on she, videos wasn't and she stuff. just walking through just her garden? Just in, in her garden, yeah, which was quite cool, a bit different. Mm, it's a bit casual. Yeah, very cash. But it doesn't need to be, Paige doesn't as, need to be a, I bloody loved it. I think she's doing a great job. Because te- I suppose it's technically like a 24-hour job. Yeah, exactly. So she can literally just sit at home and be like, oh, I'm going to announce a match for SmackDown. Yeah, it's not like Shane's <laughs> turning up to help her, is it? Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> Um, where the fuck is sweaty bollocks <laughs> it's probably recovering from his multiple operations that he needed after Wrestlemania yeah, four months ago <laughs> um, did he have a hernia yeah. yeah yeah they didn't mention that at all that's quite a big big operation it depends where he is actually but fairly large operation type brilliant <laughs> um, bottom dish <laughs> Yeah, I think she's done a really great job. So long may that continue. Uh, but she made this tag team tournament. We had the first round last week where obviously New Day beat Sanity. This week, Usos versus The Bar. Do you know what? The only thing I feel about this tag team tournament should have been a bit longer. Two more teams. Yeah. I get an extra week out of it. Yeah. Two more teams. And then a triple threat. Yeah, I was going to say two more teams would make it a bit awkward with numbers and stuff. Maybe if they had four more teams. Probably why they... Well, I mean, where are the Colognes? <laughs> the Colognes, yeah, where are they? Um, Colognes, but then they could have had Gallows and Anderson, Anderson. Anderson. Um, That's about it. <laughs> Ty Dinger and R Truth. Yeah, just stick randomers together. Team Hell No. Team 
Hell no. Well, Kane's not going back Sounds anytime like soon, is he? Um, but yeah, I mean, they could have made it maybe a little bit longer. I feel like now we've got three weeks to build up to a match. I guess the Bludgeon well, Brothers versus... They need a bit of time to build their feud, yeah, don't we they? We don't have three weeks. We've got two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. So next week we'll, know, we'll find out who goes through because... No, I don't know if this was a surprise or not, but the bar defeated the Usos. Meaning, as the New Day pointed out, that the Usos will still never have made it on to the SummerSlam main card. Unless something changes <laughs> between now and then. Um, um, yeah, didn't know that. Which is a when, bit of a travesty. When Xavier first mentioned it, as they were on commentary, which was funny. In and out um, of commentary, by the way, which got slightly that got a bit annoying, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... What was I going to say? Yeah, when Xavier first mentioned it, I just assumed that they were alluding to the the match they had last year and then I thought well, I actually knew they were in that match so they probably wouldn't want to joke about that yeah. and then when Xavier was like yeah they've never been on it yeah. I was like ah oh, shit <laughs> and speaking of a bit like Wrestlemania they've never been on that till this time yeah a bit like Wrestlemania and so, that went well for them and speaking of Wrestlemania people I tweeted about this I tweeted about this um, people moan about Roman main eventing four Wrestlemanias in a row mm-hmm did you know that Brock Lesnar, this coming uh, SummerSlam, will have main evented six of the last seven, mm-hmm. including the last five in a row? Bad, isn't it? Well, it's not bad, but people well, don't, don't mention that. People don't mention about something. I guess that's because Brock, Brock isn't main eventing every other pay per view as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mainly because he just refuses yeah. to bloody turn up. <laughs> Which you'd think would give him automatic heat more so than someone who turns up every fucking week. But hey ho, well, he did get a lot of booze this week. When he when he turned up at the end, his music hit. The booze were drowning out his music. Mm, guess so. But yeah, if Roman know. was there, he'd be in shit. So. Back to <laughs> back to SmackDown. The Usos, yeah, they. I, was this a bit of a surprise? The Usos lost to the Bar. I felt like the Bar's they, first match on SmackDown. It's not the first match on SmackDown. Together, no. Did they have singles matches? They had. I'm pretty sure they had a tag team match at least when they first came over. Okay. Um, but the first match back in what like two months or something however long it's been so mm. I didn't think you could necessarily bring them back and then just have Blue straight away yeah um, it feels like they're they're the ones who are going to go through to face the, the Bludgeon Brothers I guess yeah you you imagine so but heels and heels well we're getting a lot of this too much lately like I never know who to cheer for what is Lana cheer for, cheer for who you want what is Rusev it, what is Lana face heel American Russian <laughs> does she have blue eyes does she have these weird like mini eyes she wears contact lenses like every other week really? her eyes are literally a different colour every week I've not noticed that it's weird I'm not usually looking at her eyes to be fair um happy Valentine's Day um no maybe her spinneroonies there, there's just too many <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's too many like I don't know who I'm meant to be cheering for in this match you don't need to know cheer who you want that's such a shit excuse. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree with you. Too many, too many tweeners. Yeah, too many faces um, who too... act like heels and heels who have genuine reasons to be faces. Yeah, and then just putting two tweeners or a heel and a tweener against each other, and it's just like, ugh, what? What's going on? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, a little bit confusing, but I, I don't know. I just feel like we've seen New Day versus Bludgeon Brothers. You know. In one capacity or another. I don't think we've had directly, well, not for the titles anyway. Mm. We might have seen it in like a SmackDown. Yeah. And I just think, you know, 
Bar versus Bludgeons sounds like a pretty physical, hard-hitting match that might, people might want to see. Remember the time Bludgeon Brothers killed Xavier Woods with that power bomb on the stairs? Yes. That was harsh, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt like it really bloody hurt. It did look like it hurt. I want to see the Bludgeon Brothers versus the B-Team. <laughs> Why do you want Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel to go through that? And we didn't mention like that, the, that the B stands for dream. That was hilarious. I missed that bit. Yeah, when they're in the ring with Charlie or Charles, uh, it was like, um, everybody knows that the B stands for dream. Mm. By the way, we missed out the worst bit of Raw, conveniently. Elias and Bobby Lashley. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Just going back to that. Probably less said about it there. Bobby Lashley doesn't know the words. Doesn't know the words to Rocky Robin. Why did they sing Rocky Robin for a start? Yeah. And secondly, why did he feel it was a good idea to sing a song he doesn't know the lyrics to? <laughs> like they, yeah, they must so, have gone like. So do you, do you know the words? Are you sure you know all the? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I know the words. <laughs> and so then, I watched oh. the. Um, I watched the last night. Yet. Yeah. Cut that out. Oh really? What, him forgetting yeah, it or the, the segment? The whole, the whole bit of it, it <laughs> ends with him just about to sing and then he hits him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how annoyed they were by it, that they cut it out completely. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> when you just said it then, I was like, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> sure you didn't doze off. <laughs> <laughs> I guess speaking of Elias, they they're really putting a lot of time and money into him. Yeah. Has it have, has everyone listened to his album yet? I have. I've listened to I it yet. multiple times, <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoy it. Yeah. I I've listened to it maybe twice all the way through. There is only four songs. Yeah, there is only four songs. Um. So yeah, that that's not difficult to get through. But it's uh, it's good. Like it's all in it's in character. Um. It, like the music the songs are genuinely quite good mm. his singing isn't bad debatable um, I don't think it is <laughs> um, yeah it's just like the lyrics are funny it's good yeah it is pretty good I was I was pleasantly surprised I was quite pleasantly surprised um, but they, yeah and they've got this documentary out immediately after Raw which I've not seen yet no um, I'm sure that'll be in character as well I don't think Elias will ever be not in character <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like, they've done a special private ride-along with him in a limousine. Yeah. They put him on the table of table for free with Road Dogg and Which Jeff I've, Jarrett. Again, I've not seen. Um, that he did his own concert out at Bourbon Street yeah. before WrestleMania. So, like, they put a lot of... Like, they're doing all the right things with him. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's working. I mean, yeah. crowd are responding. Yeah, he's he's always getting, what, like, the top... Top hand like handful of reactions. And when we went to see Raw Live, he was, he was the biggest yeah, he reaction. Was the wasn't of it? It. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm pumped for Elias to move up to you know the main event if that ever happens. I just feel like he will never actually really get to the top. He'll just be like that upper mid card guy forever. But there's nothing wrong with that. Quite like that. Um, anyway, back to SmackDown. Bludgeons versus the Bar. We reckon that's happening. What I do, I don't know about you. Yeah, um, so, but the bar will, will face a new day next week uh, to see who faces the Bludgeon Brothers at SummerSlam for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. And it's a match between those two in particular we haven't seen in a while. The we bar versus the new day. Well, the, bar, the bar are the ones who 
ended New Day's record run, weren't they? Yeah, and we saw it a lot of Raw. And then New Day probably but... got transferred to SmackDown. Um, Transfer of the century. Yeah, about six months after. But... Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah. After, yeah. It'll be good to see it again because they always kill it. Yeah, um, Sheamus and Zara in the New Day have always put on really good matches. The thing with Sheamus and Zara that I like about them is they're very much like thinking man's tag team wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like their matches are always good and they do things as a team like yeah. properly. And the same with New Day. Yeah. Um, and the revival. But like. The the yeah. um, the bar remind me like well not reminded me but like to me it seems like they both went look right we're being put in a tag team let's fucking smash it yeah rather than just being a tag team they're being like they literally from day one were like the best tag team yeah so do you know who the bar remind me of a little bit the Steiner brothers I thought you were gonna say that apart from without the earmuffs well yeah without the earmuffs <laughs> steroids. <laughs> steroids. Scott Steiner's birthday yesterday, by the way. Yeah, it was. Uh, mm. I don't think it was, it was a couple of days ago. Oh, was it? And yeah, WWE. Wonder if he's adding Scotty Bell. <laughs> I wonder if we can add up how old he is now. That, that, that was one of the things that made me laugh later on about Samoa Joe's promo is how he kept saying sacrifice. Now that's a TNA pay per view, and sacrifice was the one word. Scott Steiner didn't know what the fuck he was talking about, <laughs> which is actually a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time, yes. Yeah. Um, most of the time. Yeah, no, I thought you were gonna say that. I can see why. I can see why, just from like the physicality point of view and like the ta- the, the teaming element of it, emphasis on the team in tag team. I think that's where that comes from. Um, but yeah, interesting to see. I think the bar will win, Matt. How about you? Yeah, also with the bar. And I think they'll go through to Summer Sam to get beaten by the Bludgeons, like everyone else would do. Yeah, no, how do you take it off them after that, though? I don't know. It's weird. Eventually, someone's got to come along and take it off them. I don't know what sort of team they can build up enough to make that happen, you know? Colognes? <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe um, Killian Dane and Eric Young. the only team they haven't beaten. Yeah. Well, which would make sense. Killian Dane is a threat. But, um, yeah, name? we'll see. Um, big Damo. Big, big Damo. Um, after that, then, so... We had Lana versus Selena Vega. So this was Selena Vega's in-ring debut on the main roster. Um, interesting dynamic. We haven't often seen women wrestlers with male managers. Yeah. And I know he's not a manager, he's a wrestler. And it's obviously always the other way around. But it was just quite a cool imagery, I think, to have someone. Especially he was like, we've seen obviously with James Ellsworth, like he comes to the ring with Carmella. But especially like a well-dressed... Tough. Yeah, James Ellsworth is like Carmella's bitch, whereas yeah. like, he's not necessarily a manager. El he's not. Yeah, he's a he's a actual performer, a very very good one at that. Uh, he's brave. He's he's not a coward. Yeah, he's tranquilo, whatever that means. Um, Tranquil. I think it means like cool. Tranquil. Yeah, I know, but like cool, <laughs> calm. Calm. Yeah. Um, Ask Naito. 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 Um, but face. yeah, huh? face as, as uh, Jericho <laughs> would call him. Um, yeah, so it's just interesting to see. Like, he's well dressed. Like, he comes out. He doesn't necessarily good do much. Good fade. Doesn't do much. Gets a little bit involved at the end. Ultimately, ends up costing Lana the match. Really, or you could say that Aiden English does. Although, I quite like Corey Graves was like, I failed to see how this was Aiden's fault. Which I was like, yeah, 
didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's Lana's fault for being easily distracted. Well, I mean, he pulled Amos off the apron who shook the rope that caused Lana to hit the rope and fall off. I guess so. They didn't show that, though. All it showed was Lana just bounced off the rope and she was walking backwards into a cradle. So yeah. they didn't show it very clearly. All right, I see. Um, so, yeah, I mean, dissension between Rusev, Lana and Aiden now, which I think we all know where that's heading. It annoys me that they, they expect us to believe that Lana and Rusev don't speak. Yeah. <laughs> like They've had all day, all week to speak. Uh, she could have literally just been like, oh, can you come out with me tonight? But no, it's like she can't find him. Hmm. They live and travel together. Yeah. They kept wording it as professional space, didn't they? Like rather than space. It was like she's giving her, she's giving him the professional space that he's asked for. Did they? Um, be, be fair, if you must live and travel with the same person seven days a week, you will not see them at work. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I quite liked the, the promo, well, not the promo, the little segment after the match where she sort of said to Rusev, like, I know, I appreciate you've got to do what's best for you, but I could have done with you out there. Yeah, and I love that she completely ditched the Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, I really like Rusev's new shirt. It's quite a weird colour. It's a, it's a weird colour, but it look, it's kind of like this way. It's this kind of, it's terrible for audio, but it looks like a lot more comfy than your traditional <laughs> yeah. T-shirt. Like a bit more fashionable. T-shirt. It looks a lot more kind of nice stretchy material. Sing on T-shirts. They've really just so given up, and they? they're all the same. <laughs> to be fair, in, they they've done Rusev shirt, and there's, there's a new shirt for Charlotte, which is a similar material as well, and that's got a cool design. On Actually, there. the Usos have a similar material as well, so it's like they've discovered this new material, yeah. or they bought a batch load of it, and now they're like, now we have to use it all. I like um, the Usos ones; they're cool. I think Ronda's got a new shirt out. It's more of a kind of tank top, like vesty kind of thing, rather yeah. than the normal cotton shirt. Mm. Um, and Alexa Bliss has a new shirt out. It's quite nice. So yeah, she like, was wearing know, that this week, wasn't she? List or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lately they've not been good. <laughs> no, they've not been good. Not being good, especially the Mrs. one. A lister yeah. SmackDown Live 2018. <laughs> That's literally all. It's like bloody written in Comic Sans or something. Anyway, um, aside from merch, SmackDown pretty much killed it this week moving on from what we saw with the tag team division uh, and then selena vega versus lana we saw well, a bit between daniel bryan and the miz mm-hmm. which i thought was pretty good daniel bryan comes out to the ring miz decides to show up on the time show because he's on set filming yeah. miz and mrs why why was he just he must have just been sitting there in his locker room Watching SmackDown. How did he get a satellite capability? How did he get a satellite feed straight to the arena? <laughs> like it would have made like. Oh, it's amazing. It if he if he could like FaceTime in, yeah, do a Tyler Breeze and get his like phone up on the screen, but, like have him FaceTime and be like, "Look, I'm on set, but mm. fuck you, Daniel Bryan. Stop yeah. talking shit." Yeah. Not that you know he'd be watching if he was on set. He was filming, right? So he should be concentrating on that. And why is he filming? I suppose. Well, I guess the season must not be finished filming then. Damn. I suppose that's what they do with Total Bell, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah, no, so I thought the segment was quite good. Miz played this role brilliantly. Um, the baby thing was a bit annoying. Uh, I, I'd like. To be. I'd like to imagine. Obviously, the two security guards by him are probably local wrestlers or something. Yeah. I'd like to imagine that they were standing there watching him cut that promo and just be like, "Oh man." <laughs> yeah. You're amazing. Yeah. yeah. Teacher. This is how you do it. Um, 
but yeah, Daniel Bryan played his part in it. Um, obviously, aside from the whole um, women's evolution, and actually, to be fair to Daniel Bryan, he was the only one who actually made it fit with what he was going to say. So he started off saying that oh, he, he felt proud of Brie because she was the, in the ring when the whole movement started, and he was like, "It's great how this is how you act and stuff." And then he was like, "Well, this is how you don't." And then I was like, "There you go." Yeah, I I was going to tweet this earlier when I was watching SmackDown, I can't wait for the video package for this match. Should be good. WWE have always done a good job with those. That video package is going to get me so hyped. So, when The Miss was talking, I, I was sort of agreeing with some of his points. Yeah. Like, yeah, he is over. Daniel Bryan is overhyped. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. Uh, a lot of people were slightly underwhelmed by his return um, and I feel like because he was away his you know the hype around him was even greater like if he'd just gone away and it was like he wasn't doing this whole can he can't he come back will he won't he uh, and then he wasn't on TV as general manager I don't think like the hype would be so much it's because they felt like WWE were holding him back there was like they had like a vendetta against him. He was you know, shafted, um, so and I think that helped with the hype machine, if you will. And obviously, having him as general manager and on TV, people were always given that outlet to just express how much they yeah, wanted him back. It was also partly to do with the fact that he he was on top and the most popular guy by miles when he went out. Yeah, well, it wasn't quite on top. Not necessarily on top. Like when he first went out, yeah, he was, he was literally the champion. Yeah, um, and there was no one who could touch him in terms of popularity when he went down to injury. Yeah, um, so there was always that kind of like unfinished business thing. Um, like he never lost the title, never lost the world title, never lost the Intercontinental title. Had to give both of them up, mm. and it was like, oh, man, we wanted we wanted to see like the completion to this yeah. him in the world picture story arc, but. Yeah, um, this could definitely steal the show. Yeah, at SummerSlam. I, I like the idea of the kind of oh, maybe I wasn't as good as I was, or like teething problems, like getting yeah. back into it and all that stuff. Like now oh, everyone's a lot faster now than they were four years ago and stuff like that. Like, I like that idea. Um, and Miz playing off the fact that like look, I'm a million times better than I was four years ago. Yeah, fucking try me. Yeah. No, like I've I've liked everything about this feud. Obviously, a lot of people have been raving about this feud for years. Um, but I just love Daniel Bryan's like... desire to punch Miz in the face. <laughs> it seems like we're going to get Miz versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. I know Daniel Bryan issued the challenge. Miz didn't answer it. He's kind of said no. <laughs> but it seems like we're going to get it at yeah, SummerSlam. Through his agents and stuff, a little so. bit. Is that a little bit too soon? Like, do you fancy building it a bit longer? If so, it could definitely build. It deserves to be on a big show, and I feel that like SummerSlam obviously is the biggest one that's coming up until WrestleMania. Like Survivor Series is big, but it's not as big. Or Rumble. Or Rumble, yeah, but it's either a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania. Could you thing, imagine, though, if they did play the long game with it, and Miz was just like, I'm not facing you, and they did it all the way to Mania? But like, what do they do so, in yeah. the meantime? Like, I feel like they've with... gone too far into it now for it not to be SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, shit, I can't remember. Yeah, I I don't see them dragging it out for much longer. Yeah, maybe it's something they go back to. Mm. Um, but 
No, I don't see them dragging out. I think I agree. I think it will go to SummerSlam, um, and I'll be bloody pumped to watch it. I think. And then maybe one day we've been waiting for this match for a long time. We can get um, the match I can't wait to see, which is um, Brian and Bree versus Miz and Marie. <laughs> the story of two mothers. <laughs> yeah, can't wait! Can't wait for that one. Um, <laughs> maybe we could get. Can't feud with John and Nikki. I was going to say maybe we could get Brian and Bree versus Miz and Marie versus John and Nikki at some point. Well, they're officially split now. Are they though? According to reports this week. For gossip column segment, <laughs> this way we need some music. Um, I, I've not read that. Yeah, there's been interviews, and Nikki's come out and said, "Yeah, it's over, whatever." She's moving. She's looking for properties to go and buy and move out. She's still living there at the moment. I don't get it. It's literally been like four months. But didn't she have thirty days to move out? And then there was this whole reconciling period and stuff. But yeah, now apparently she's moving. She's buying a house, trying to move out somewhere. Oh, looking right. more in the um towards the Arizona slash kind of San Diego area. Not like that's not that they're two but like one of those two places. You know too much about this. <laughs> I literally read an article. <laughs> you know where she's gonna live. Um one five two six seven Avenue. <laughs> six seven Avenue. One five two six seven Seven Avenue. Right, okay. Um Right, moving on from that, then uh, the rest of SmackDown really, I think, was built around Carmelo and Charlotte. I mean, we haven't mentioned AJ and Samoa. Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe it did his personal message, and it did get personal, uh, to AJ Styles uh, ahead of their SummerSlam match for the WWE title. What a um, bastard. Brought his own stall out. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, yeah, sat on, sat on it. Uh, did anyone else think that stall don't look heavy? Like, stable enough. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Big guy, big guy. Um, but yeah delivered a very personal message but it kind of came out of nowhere like this isn't something that is, has been like it's not a common it's not something that anyone else has ever mentioned about AJ so it kind of come out of nowhere it's a little bit like well, have they just thought of this now or like yeah well I suppose it's like we have three weeks to build we need to ramp it up mm. if anyone knows AJ Styles it's going to be Samoa Joe mm go with that yeah I mean I didn't like I didn't not like it's not, it it's not your traditional Good. like I'm a dangerous man I'm gonna beat you at SummerSlam mm. it you literally like, called him a terrible father <laughs> yeah like, ah shit now it gives you reason now it like, gives AJ reason to yeah. proper go after him and... for some reason I've just got a picture of Samoa Joe putting a kikia clutch on AJ, AJ's daughter <laughs> <laughs> or his wife Oh, for, for some inexplicable reason, AJ will bring his family to SmackDown next week, and some of Joe will just put them all to sleep. If there's any in like Florida, well, I'll put there in Florida. If there's any in like Georgia before SummerSlam, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> it wouldn't be great. Like, Women's know. Evolution, right? Yeah, uh, equal got, rights. He's got an older brother, <laughs> so mm. let me bring him along. But AJ has. Yeah. All right. Maybe. But it just, I think they play it like for them to go personal. It's sort of it harks back a little bit to some older, like maybe later attitude era storylines. Yeah, like bring them in, the, have them in the front row at SummerSlam, and she mm. can slap some other Joe or miss some other Joe and slap AJ. Or slap AJ, yeah. And be like, she did that on purpose because you're a terrible father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll watch it, and they'll say, well, I told you they wanted me to win. Like, she literally slapped her in the face, now I've won. <laughs> But yeah, I quite liked it. I thought it was good. Uh, interested to see how AJ replies. 
That reminds me of a, just a quick story that Dolph Ziggler told on Lillian Garcia's podcast where he was like, um, they were talking about his mum and how they used to torment her with jokes and stuff all the time as a kid. They said when he took her to an event one time, he was wrestling Kofi Kingston and they went to the uh, went to the outside and he he was going to hold Kofi Kingston in front of her and tell her to slap him. Mm-hmm. Um, but as she, wind, she wound her hand up, Kofi turned it around and had Dolph there. Mm-hmm. She hesitated and Dolph, it was like, I went to say slap me but before I even said she slapped me <laughs> on the face she's like as hard as I've ever been hit in my life <laughs> yeah that's mum's for you imagine that <laughs> um, that's Smackdown then Carmella versus Charlotte so this was long this was long and it was alright Carmella mm, yeah, looked alright okay. it was good uh, but ultimately Charlotte picks up the win this is the second week in a row that Carmella the champion has tapped out to a challenger and all she had to do was extend her arms and she would have reached the rope yeah even Corey was like just reach the ropes and then she just tapped out um, she's too busy screaming yeah so yeah Charlotte gets added to the match at SummerSlams now triple threat I mean not too keen on this yeah we I've... said it before poor Becky um, but you know it opens up a whole new avenue what I've never understood about the figure eight is why why the bridge makes it hurt more when you think about more pressure when you think about the figure four the whole point is your own legs and someone else's legs coming down on top of your like bottom legs and putting pressure on them and stuff. Mm. Um, Feeling like your shin's gonna and snap. We're, yeah, with with gravity, like the le- weight of people's legs pushing that down more. With the figure eight, your legs are pointing towards the sky, mm. so there isn't anywhere near as much pressure on the legs, pre- like pressing each other. Mm. If anything, there's it's a lot like they might barely even be touching. Yeah, I don't understand how it hurts anymore looks just looks better mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look too far into it. it's, it's purely better. aesthetic <laughs> it would be like I wonder how many more matches she would have won if she just did a normal one <laughs> well yeah I guess so um, but you know she won this one fairly well with it so she must be doing something right she beat Asuka she did she beat Asuka where the fuck is Asuka well the, the Iconics aren't around so she couldn't be around that's true. Um, All James Ellsworth, so she's got no one left to feud with. Nobody um, is ready for Asuka. So she's just not so turning she's, up the work. Yeah, she's doing a Brock. Um, fuck it, just put her against Randy Orton. <laughs> That's what we haven't talked about. Yet. Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, right? Yes, this was a big, obviously a big part of SmackDown. Um, so last week we had the whole ear pulling incident. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, we had the whole ear-pulling incident. Last week, we got a really good promo. Last week, it was Randy Orton's best promo in a long, long time. Maybe even ever. I didn't actually see it. Oh, did you, you not? You should go and watch it. It's all about it's, the, reason, the reason why he's doing what he's doing. And it's, although, it's not particularly clear. It's, ba- it's based on a lack of respect from fans, from others in the back. Because uh, he was like, you guys don't respect me because what I don't... I don't throw myself off the top rope or throw myself outside the ring and do suicide dives. I, I didn't. Don't paint my face. I didn't. Yeah, I don't paint my face. I didn't come from some uh, bingo hall and stealing other people's hand signs. Like I, yeah. I grew up learning it in front of literally millions of people from the best. Like just fuck you lot. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much what he was getting at. It was. It was really good. You should watch it. Maybe yeah. Try and YouTube it. It is pretty good. Um, it gives you a bit more background into why he's being a bit of a douche. It, like, it was a good line where it was like, he was like, it's not necessarily true, but he said like, um, when I started out, 
like nobody who's here right now was here when I started out. Yeah, not quite which true. Which isn't necessarily true, but he said, like, I I set the table where everybody eats. Yeah. I think that's a good line. Yeah, it's quite cool. Um, yeah, I just didn't see it because things were going on last week. Yeah. Um, but I will go back and have a look. But, yeah, the beatdown on Jeff Hardy continued this week. Um and if Michael Cole had been there, he would have said vintage Maddy Orton quite a lot because we had the obviously we had the Hammond DDT, and we had the you know the stomps he used to do when he goes around and stomps on every single part of him. Two DDTs, Two DDTs that's true. Um, and yeah, and then a little bit, then a weird thing where he sort of like obviously Shinsuke was before this, but Shinsuke came out and attacked Jeff from behind. Then Randy sort of went to stop him and then said, "Go do it." And then Shinsuke left, and then Randy went to RKO him, and then he just tripped him up. <laughs> yeah, well, I I, I liked all of this. Um, I like how he's being unpredictable, and he's, like, not giving the fans what they want. I yes. like that. At first, like, I kind of wanted him to attack Shinsuke, because I didn't want them to be, like, a team. I wanted him to yeah, run yeah. Shinsuke off and be like, no, this isn't mine. Yeah, but then it gets confusing about heels and faces again, doesn't it? Yeah, and then I thought, right, when 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 he was turning around, Jeff Hardy was on his hands and his knees, and he turned around, and before he said to Shinsuke, go on then, I thought for a moment that he was going to do the punt. Uh, I thought yeah. they were going to bring that back, because like, Jeff was on his hands and his knees, and yeah. Randy had turned around, and he was in like the same position that they always used to be, and I just mm. thought, oh, are they going to do the fucking punt? Yeah. Like, they brought the curbs off back. Crowd would have lost their mind. Um, and so would Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Literally all over the ring. Um, yeah, and he was like, yeah, go on, you do it. Um, yeah, and then I lo- as when he was winding up for the arcade, because he was being so pandering to the crowd, I turned to Dad and I said, this is not going to do it. And then he didn't do it. Nah. And I was like, ha! I know wrestling. <laughs> uh, but what I did do is beat the shit out of him after. <laughs> Do you know what would have been funny when he winds it up for the for the RKO and Jeff turns around, he just gives him the finger poke of doom. <laughs> he should have done a Shinsuke and just like punched him in the balls. <laughs> and uh, one of, yeah, one of the other things I really want to say is, I love Shinsuke. Mm. <laughs> he's so like he by a million miles, he's the most expressive person I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah, he was like when Randy stopped him, like the look on his face. And his whole body was like trembling, mm. and he was walking backwards in like such a like a robotic way. But the look on his face was like he was like he was terrified, and just like everything about Shinsuke's demeanor and his actions are just like there's no one on the roster or who I've or even who I've ever seen who acts like him. Mm. Also, when he um, kicked well, need Jeff in the back of the head or the back of the I neck. Think it was a flying kick. Yeah, something like that. It looked like a drop kick with one leg, but yeah. he, um, when he was going back to the corner to get ready for the King Shasta, he was doing just like dancey thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite funny. And also, Randy came out of nowhere. Yeah. I know it was like, off camera, obviously, but yeah, he just, like turn, Shinsuke turns around and Randy's just there. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Very good at that. Um, but yeah, beats the crap out of Jeff Hardy on the announced desk. DDTs him a couple of times, punches him in the face, and then wipes his rips all his clothes, rips his off, clothes off, rips and his, his necklace. necklace. Rips all of as it, Jeff, as Corey goes, so rips. He strips his identity, his identity yeah. Uh, and so he wipes off his paint on his face, uh, and he, he stole his. He walked away with his necklace, yeah. didn't he? He originally stuffed it in his pants, uh, washed his face off, and took it out of his pants and walked off of it. Yeah, I thought he was going to throw it in a crowd or something. I thought he might have done a champer and spit on it. Ooh. That's a bit extreme. Jeff with it. <laughs> oh, that can hurt. 
I thought he was going to put it put side. it through the hole in his ear and then like pull on each end of it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I like this. Randy Orton as a heel is a million times not only better, just more intriguing. It's just I don't really natural. Like, I don't really care that much what he does when he's a face because I know he's probably he's going to walk out with someone and yeah. do it like someone jumps off the top rope. Yeah, exactly. Um, as a heel, but he's not believable as a face because you know he's an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And in this kind of role, he he should grow his beard. He should have a beard right now, but yeah, he should like it just. I want to see what he's doing. Yeah, I want to see where this is going because Jeff's apparent focus is on getting the US title back. But as long as it ain't but, going, as long as it's not going triple threat, I'm alright. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, his first focus is kicking round your ass. <laughs> 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 um, so I think that sums up SmackDown. <laughs> Jackassy, you <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I still don't know what EO ever did to Jeff Hardy. Um, anyway, I think that pretty much sums up SmackDown Live and Raw for us this week. Unless you guys have got anything you'd like to add to it. Nothing, that's everything. I think that's, I think that's good. Good week at TV, I'll give it that. I think, thumb, I think it was a thumbs up week. Um, Let's just hope it continues. I hope it continues, not just till SummerSlam, but forever after <laughs> too. Um, it's not hard to isn't it? No. <laughs> we, we struggle with podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's yeah, true. The product has to be good for us to put the podcast on, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, I mean... We just talk about when it was good instead. The good old days. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad these days. Well, it's not 2011, is it? No. You wouldn't know you didn't watch it then. <laughs> Just because of how bad it was. <laughs> um, My brain has like slightly forgotten stuff. It was because a, it was that bad. It was a highly forgettable period. But yeah, I mean, it was bad. Anyway, so that sums up wrestling this week, the world of wrestling. We had some, we had big news in ev- Women's Evolution. We had WWE Evolution. Sad passings. Sad passings. Good storylines. NXT track. Oh yes, Tommaso Ciampa. How could we forget? Spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> God, have you seen the hate that people are getting online for that? Yeah. Even though WWE had announced it and it was on the network. Yep. Get a grip, people. Get a grip. Anyway, uh, Tommaso Ciampa is new NXT champion. Did not see that coming. Have you seen? I watched the match. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. good. Really good. Um, the, the Johnny Gargano involvement yes um, although I would like to have seen a bit more of Johnny Gargano after that like he sort of disappeared yeah, he fucked off yeah um, um, it's a bit odd um, the, the Brooklyn match no what it should be a triple threat I believe oh is it I believe so alright oh, I imagine Alistair Black's going to be pretty pissed I don't know whether that's meant to be announced on this week's episode oh, I think Alistair Black's going to get called up after after um, SummerSlam yeah, maybe. I mean, NXT maybe lacking some stars, a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Their last takeover was pretty good. I know, but like actual like main event stars. Yeah. I know they make them, don't you they? You three. But... You got Ricochet. You got Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole, Adam Cole baby. The Undisputed Era. Yeah. Any any um, word on Bobby Fish? They got Keith Keith Lee signed. Oh, well, they got a bunch of signings. Keith Lee. 
Don't get it with him. He looks he's really old. He, he does look really old, but yeah, he's, he's he's really big, but he's really athletic. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple matches. And he is powerful. He has the best pounce in the industry, I think. Pounce? Yeah, when you just run at someone and you hit them and up in the air and they go flying. Mm. Like that guy who went flying out of the ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right, I think that pretty much ends it for us there. One, what we will say is... Um, I don't know if the, the tweets are still there. If you've ever seen or heard of, um, well, you probably you would have heard of him, Mark Jindrak. Have you seen him go after Triple H on Twitter? No, I saw the title of an article the other day, uh, earlier today was former WWE star attacks Triple H online or something. Yeah, but I didn't read. No, I've not seen it. What is it? No, he's just uh, he's just being a bit of a dick. So I'll give you some homework. Go have a look at it. If he's still got them up, if not, you'll be able to find screenshots and stuff. Mm. But he's basically saying that Triple H is on steroids all the time. Um, <laughs> Did you know Mark Ginger was meant to be an evolution instead of Batista? Oh, oh, maybe that's why he's so bitter. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Batista. It was meant to be him and Orton as the young guns. Oh, okay. Well, that worked out better for Batista than it did for Mark Jindrak. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his name's, I think his name's Marco Corleone23 on Twitter, so go have a look on him. Speaking of Twitter, you can find us at the underscore PWP um, and at the underscore PWP on Instagram as well. You can find me at Ali Bunker 88 Aiden? Aiden Bunker. Brilliant. Oh, Aiden Bunker. Matt? well remembered I know it's been a while um, is there, yeah, hit us up let us know what you think and uh, give us general thoughts on uh, our show and WWE's product anything you want to talk about even if it's food like just fucking talk to us about anything I don't care you know anything literally anything um, but yeah a bit of New Japan a bit of TNA a bit of Ring of Honor it doesn't have to be WWE related no just general wrestlingness Um. So thank you very much for listening if you have if you haven't I don't really know who I'm talking to but you know thank you very much for listening uh, what's this episode 39 something like that well, you know we're approaching 50 yeah probably not going to do anything special for it are we no, no, no. <laughs> well, unless, unless we can get an interview <laughs> Maybe. we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah as our most avid listener um, get more we'll Eddie, Eddie Hearn, Eddie, Eddie Hearn. Anyway, um, another story for another time. I'm off to go lay under my Transformers duvet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I will, in fact, we will see you next time.